Welcome to Geared Up from GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Wow, Andrew, we got a lot to catch up on this week. I've been gone. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to get your take on the Xbox One X. I want to complain a little bit about the iPhone X. (laughs) I want to talk about wireless virtual reality, which is coming from HTC and Oculus. Plus, we're going to be unboxing the Amazon Cloud Cam and talking about a brand new device that brings Alexa into the car. Right. Well, not just that, but we're also talking about, don't, don't skip over the Cloud Cam, we're also talking Talking about the fact that um, Amazon wants you to give them a key, a virtual key, into your front door. Absolutely. And so, uh, powered by the cloud cam. That's right. So uh, that's going to be an interesting discussion. That's right. Some people have been freaking out about this. Some people, including folks here in the GeekWire offices, although I think you and I are on a similar page, which may be contrary to public opinion. Mm-hmm. First off, uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to Geared Up at geekwire.com slash geared up. You can follow all of Andrew's YouTube videos at youtube.com slash gear live. Okay, so let's jump in. What's the first topic at hand? I want to talk about the Xbox One X. Xbox One X, all right. I had Taylor Soper on the show subbing in for you last week, Andrew. Okay. He and I came to a similar conclusion. For the casual gamer, mm-hmm. the Xbox One X... Yeah is not something you should buy. Unless you have a 4K TV, HDR mm-hmm. already, you should really go for the Xbox One S at half the price, at mm-hmm. $250. Are we right or wrong? I would say you're correct, because you said for the casual gamer. That's when, right. when you're a casual gamer, that means, you know, you that by, by definition, that's not a hardcore gamer. Right. So a casual gamer, even if you have a 4K HDR TV, you might just say, yeah, I don't... I don't really play games to completion. I just like to play things every now and then or want to have people over. Um, not only is the Xbox One X $499 versus $249, half the price, but leading into Black Friday, the Xbox One S will be $189. Wow. Which is, you know, that's a, that's a stark difference from the $500 Xbox One X, which just came out, so therefore will not be on sale for Black Friday. So somebody approaches you just out and about, you know, you're hanging out at the store, electronic mm-hmm. store, and says, hey, Andrew, should I get the Xbox One X? Yep. What do you tell them? If I if they ask me that question, I would say, are you a hardcore gamer? Yeah, and if they are. So let's say if they are. If you are, yes. um, the answer that I would give them, uh, well, I would ask one more qualifying question. Do you have a PS4 or not? Yep. Um, and then, you know, because the, the real differentiator there, if you're a hardcore gamer, it's PS4 Pro or Xbox One X, um, the PlayStation has the bigger game library. Right. So in other words, the majority of games that you can play on the Xbox One X, you can also play on the PlayStation 4, but the PlayStation 4 has more games that are only exclusive to itself. The Xbox One X does also have that um, with things like Halo or Forza, but even then... A lot of those games now, the Microsoft exclusives, can also be played on PC. Right. So if you have an, a PS4 and you want to play those Xbox games, you can play them on PC. Um, but if you want the absolute best-looking console by far, if you want the the luxury of having a 4K Blu-ray player built in to your console with Dolby Atmos surround sound, high dynamic range, faster load times, and even super sampling if you're on a 1080p TV. And what super sampling is, is the Xbox will always create a 4K image. So if you're on a 1080p display, it'll just squeeze it down to 1080, but it won't lose any of the detail in the picture. So if that's you, if that, like, you know, there's a lot of techies out there, when they hear all that, they're like, that sounds exciting. 
that's the console to buy. Five hundred bucks. That, that it's all yours. Bucks. Okay. Bucks. What else on the Xbox One X? Because you were not around last week, when, right? When when we were talking about this, so we felt somewhat ill informed actually. So now <laughs> that you're here, we can actually be well informed. Yeah. So I mean, for me, it's really about the power. So I, you know, almost any game you play on the Xbox One X will get some sort of boost in um, functionality, but. That's not really why you come to the Xbox One X. It's about the Xbox One X enhanced game specifically. And I was actually surprised. Uh, they launched with roughly 70 titles that were Xbox One X enhanced. I only thought there would be a handful. Like, you know, any other product launch in the video game world, you know, they launched with 10, 12 games. Um, 70 right out of the gate. And there's more every day. And all developers have to do is just release updates, software updates to their games and their 4K their high dynamic range surround like atmos surround sound which means not only do you have the surround sound around you but above you as well so you're really enveloped um and these games look great like i've been playing a lot of nba 2k um assassin's creed the new call of duty um just a handful of titles and even even older ones like halo 3 is xbox one x enhanced and the original xbox um fusion frenzy one of my favorite games on the original first Xbox, they it's now part of the backwards compa- compatibility program, and they enhanced that for Xbox One. Wow, X. it looks oh, amazing. Cool. So yeah, it's I'm I'm getting you know I feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of uh, the Xbox One X. I'm excited about it. All right, for more on the Xbox One X, be sure to check out Andrew's YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/GearLive. Now I want to talk about the other X, which the is actually a X. ten. Okay, the iPhone ten. Yeah, that was a that was the week of the X. It was the week of the, weeks the ago. X. Exactly. I've been iPhone using my, my iPhone ten. I love it. It was totally worth the, the one grand that I plopped down. And actually, iPhone 10. let me let me show you my iPhone ten. My for iPhone a ten here, and it's it's actually it was more than a grand because it's the I, biggest case. <laughs> What? <laughs> hey, man! You know, if you drop it, that's, you that's hand a this big to your investment. Your daughter is that why? I mean, this is this, this, is, this is industrial. Adds well, twice the heft. I should say though, one of the things, one of the reasons why I got this case was I recognized that when I set the phone down without yep. a case on it, with the camera on the back, it's really kind of wonky because mm. you've got that bulging camera on right. the back of the iPhone. Actually, I like this better. I'd rather just have a nice okay. flat back. But see, I'm, I'm a naked, I'm a naked, naked phone guy. Yeah, so I set it down, around. set it down. You can see. I mean, it's set like, it down. Yeah, who cares? Who cares? Like, but if you try and type on that, if you why try would I type, type on, on it like that? I pick it up. I type on it like that all you the time. You type on it like that? How are you going to do Face ID when it's down there? Well, no, I go like this, and if and I get a notification, it, and then I put, then it, you put it down. All right, all right. I, I get, I get okay. where this is going. Okay. okay, so here's my main issue with the iPhone. Yeah. I complained about this last week, but I want to complain about it again because I think you might complain. have an actual solution. Now, keep in mind, I'm upgrading from an iPhone 6. Okay. So I'm actually- Not even a 6S. Oh, 6S Plus. Okay, 6S, 6S Plus. Plus. But I'm not, okay. I, I am now encountering all of the issues that everybody who went to the iPhone 7 encountered and the main one for me is the headphone jack the headphone jack here's what happened okay i went to the gym yes Mm -hmm. i went to the gym okay and i was sitting there and usually i like to take the headphones out you know i'm I'm listening to my iphone listening to music i'm like oh there's something interesting on the tv on the gym i'm gonna i'm gonna plug into the the exercise bike or the you know the elliptical thing sure I suddenly realized I couldn't do that. And that's so you can get the TV, TV feed, the into TV the feed phone. into my not into the phone, but into my headphones. Into your headphones, got right. It, got I just it. want to plug my headphones, but the headphones that I had were the Lightning port headphones mm-hmm. because that's all that works with my iPhone. Okay. Now you might say, oh, you could solve the port problem with 
the AirPods, right? right? Bluetooth. But that wouldn't solve the gym right. problem. Right. So what the heck am I supposed to do? Well, first of all, it's what it sounds like your problem is, is that you want a pair of headphones that plug into the iPhone and also plug into gym equipment, yeah. which when Apple sells you a pair of headphones, they're not selling you gym equipment. Um, but no, here's but your workaround. I, well, okay, understood. Let me just say, for the record, I do think that there should be some attention paid to standards. Sure. Right, and sure. that is what my gym equipment iPhone transition represents. But right. anyway, keep going. Right, you also want to use floppy disk drives and all and all this stuff. No, but listen, <laughs> there's a, I mean, that was a standard. Oh, burn. That was a standard. That was a total geek um, burn. <laughs> so here's your workaround, and this is for anybody out there who wants to watch a, who wants to listen to the TV feed no matter where you are in a public place. There's an app I'm trying to find. I have it on my phone. I believe the name of the app, because I'm, I have so many apps on here, I believe the name of the app is called Tunity, T-U-N-I-T-Y. I think that's it. And if it's not that, I'll find it and uh, I'll clear it up. Tunity, but, hear any muted TV on the app store. There you go. So what you do is you launch Tunity, and you have to have location enabled on your phone. Tunity will then send the audio feed of any TV to your phone. Wait. And then you can listen is to it the like audio. Is it like coming in from the over? So does it like know that it's CNN? Yeah, how exactly. It, yes. Okay. Whoa. I don't know how they do that, but it works. Okay, I'm going to test this. So I did it in an airport. You know how the airport, they'll have the TV on, but the, obviously yeah. not, there's no sound yeah. coming out, and they have the, the subtitles. I'm like, I don't want to read the subtitles. I just want to hear what they're talking about on CNN. So I pull up Tunity, and oh, I'm at SeaTac Airport. And this is the TV I'm looking at, and it the feed comes through. Andrew, you're a wizard. I, I knew through. I knew that you would have a solution for me. Tunity. I did, I did not expect it to not involve some kind of thirty dollar adapter that I'd have to buy. Oh on the no, no. I mean, <laughs> listen for your, for the gym. Quite honestly, just grab a cheap pair of you know nine ninety nine headphones. Then I gotta carry something else, you know. And I got my gym shorts. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you, you when you go you you carry your gym shorts. If you carry your gym right. shorts, you, but don't carry, you, I mean, you throw a pair of cheap the, the, earbuds in there. The evolution of technology should not involve carrying around more stuff. Right. It but, should be less stuff. So the, the argument there is, is Apple and other, because other head, other you know, Pixel doesn't have a headphone jack either, right. um, is Apple moving away from standards or is the gym equipment not moving fast enough? <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'm just it's saying. certainly not moving fast enough I mean, when I'm on there. If, if, when you get, if, you get, if you go to the gym, you know, 15 years ago, and you have your iPod, right, and you're like, hey, where do I put this tape? The gym gave me a <laughs> come tape. On, come come on, on, Apple. Where's I, my I, tape player? I'm still looking for the 8-track deck, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I get you. I mean, really, everything should be wireless. That, that should be the answer. Yeah, I think so. Everything should just have a wireless option because then you have standards. Although, let me go on a quick rant real quick. Yeah, the Pixel Buds. Remember the Pixel Buds, the Google Pixel Buds. Yes, um, which Google—it's uh, basically they're kind of like their AirPods competitor, but it has the cool feature where it can do live translation right. if you're using it with a Pixel right. or Pixel Two device. People have been getting them in. They started shipping. These Bluetooth headphones do not even work with computers. <laughs> they only work with iOS or Android, and the live translation only works with a Pixel. What the hell? Which is Google's phone. So if you have a computer and you want to like listen to music from your Bluetooth, no, that's ridiculous. No, it's not re- like it's Bluetooth, do, do but it's the, not real Bluetooth. Do the AirPods work with Windows? Anything, anything. Yeah. Okay. It works with Android. It works because it's just Bluetooth. So uh, 
Gizmodo's headlines on this on their review is Google's Pixel Buds aren't even close to being good. There you go. Yeah, these are $160 wireless earbuds just for Android phones. Right. It'll also work with iOS, okay. but it, it won't have the same you know functionality. But come on, the AirPods are also 160 bucks. They work on any like I can I can, I can use them on my Apple TV while I'm sitting on on the couch. I can use them with my Mac. I can use them with a PC, Android, like any Bluetooth. Why would you make a pair of Bluetooth earbuds that only work with phones? Yeah. That seems like an artificial limitation. Going back to the iPhone X, here's one thing that I absolutely love, and that's the NFC purchasing. Maybe that was on my Apple iPhone Pay. 6. Apple Pay. Yeah, Apple Pay. Apple Pay. Was that on? I don't, don't think if it was, it was on the 6. It might have. I don't remember. So I was like at a, uh, have you ever been to Pump It Up in Linwood? You know what I'm talking about? It's a... Uh, kid's birthday party factory with uh, you go from room to room anyway no. I, I needed a break from the room to room okay. thing with the kids because my daughter was going to a birthday party at any rate there was a vending machine out there mm-hmm. and like i didn't have any cash on me and i don't i hate using a credit card in a vending right. machine you could use apple pay apple pay on the vending machine apple pay all the things yeah, yeah. apple pay is fantastic like yeah. that is a uh, very smart because apple keeps a percentage of every apple pay transaction and the more people start using this, which yep. you know is happening more and more, um, that's just another revenue stream that the company's bringing in. But yeah, no, I love Apple Pay. Um, do you know how to bring it up quickly? Yeah, double tap. Just double tap double right tap there. On yes, the right hand side. Yep. Amazing. It's just right there all the time. Yep. On I the, love. And to be clear, double tap on the, the on side button, button, the side button, the right side, side button. button on the iPhone 10, or yes. if you have a previous iPhone, it's a triple tap on the home button. Yeah. All right, good stuff. That's a quick recap of Andrew's feelings on the iPhone X, mm-hmm. or at least his answers to my problems with the iPhone X. There you go, Tunity. <laughs> That's right. Xbox One X. Coming up, we are going to be unboxing Amazon's new cloud cam and talking about the Amazon key service. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. You're listening to GeekWire, and we are now going to be jumping in with our hands-on with yep. this device right here in front of me. It is the Amazon Cloud Cam. Is this supposed to be exciting? <laughs> Don't you get excited by any unboxing? I'm just, no, I'm just asking I you. Got, you. Are know, you excited about the Cloud Cam? Yes. Yeah, well, I am, personally. We'll you have are. to let the audience answer that on their own. Okay. It is, It is as you can see, certified frustration-free packaging That's from true. Amazon. <laughs> so I'm opening it up That's here. True. Now, as we're talking about this, you this remove is that the sleeve. $119, $120 camera from Amazon. Here it is right here. It works in conjunction optionally, alternatively, with a service called Amazon Key that allows you to get packages delivered from Amazon. And and in the future, other service providers will get access to your door as well. Uh, in conjunction with the key, Amazon literally unlocks the door. But the cloud cam itself that can work on its own. Right. And but just, to, it, just to reiterate, though, yes. Amazon can open your front door when you're not home with your permission, if you grant them that access, right. and this records basically that 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 action. The That's door right. opens, this shows the person coming in, shows them dropping off your package, shows them closing the door, so that if something crazy goes on and they're like, you know what, I'm going rogue today, it's my last day of work, and they have a very nice vase over there, I'm taking that, it'll be shown here. On the cloud cam, is that why? I mean, I'm that's, assuming that's, that's the why whole they have idea. The, yeah, that is the whole idea. The camera. And you know, they do have a guarantee. They call it the the happiness guarantee. So if if something goes wrong, they say they'll they'll do right by it. But the cloud cam also works on its own. 
Um, it, it sells in conjunction with smart locks, which is what we're right. talking about there. And that that whole service, I think, creeps some people out. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you and I are though, much in this? the minority. How much is this? This is one hundred and nineteen dollars, one hundred and twenty dollars for the cloud cam. One hundred nineteen dollars. Yep. It works with the cloud cam app. Ten eighty p infrared night vision connects to Wi-Fi, has a built-in mic and speaker, so you can talk to people through it, and a 120 degree, so that's a wide angle field of view. You can pull it up on your smartphone and see the live feed as well. So some of the things you can do with this cloud cam without even doing the cloud, uh, the the Amazon key service, you can check your live stream 24-7 in the Mm -hmm. app uh, from your phone or from your Fire TV stick. It has night vision. Eight infrared IEDs. What are IEDs? Infrared electronic... uh, Infrared emissive diode or something. (laughs) We'll check that out. Um, Intelligent alerts. It'll detect motion and send alerts to your phone. Um, You can do home and away. It sets up zones. So if you know that there's one area where your cat goes or (laughs) you you don't want that to detect it and send you an alert, you can do that. It also works with Alexa. So you can, uh, using the Fire TV stick... You can uh, have Alexa show you the live stream of your camera. I presume it right. also works with the Echo Show. I'm sure it does. So I literally just got this. It's a review unit from mm-hmm. Amazon that we're unboxing here. I'm going to be trying it out over the next week through Thanksgiving, perhaps. I'm going to put it up on the wall here, here in, in the, the GeekWire conference room. I'm going to let people know what I'm doing so they know they're okay. on the cloud cam. Okay. Because my wife is really nervous about this. Why? She doesn't want the, the Amazon key service and these two were announced at the same time, so she sort of puts them together, the cloud cam and the key. Mm-hmm. She doesn't, she's just not, not yeah, super comfortable with it. it. It is, but you know what? I, it's at some point, I like literally. Why is it easier for us to explain <laughs> things to the people out there than it, is, than it is for us to explain you know, things to our wives? At some Why? point, at some point, she just said, look, just, just do just that. Just get it out of do here. Do that stuff somewhere just get else. Get it out of here. <laughs> so so wow. that's the cloud cam. I should point out, we just had an interesting feature on the site this past week about an alternative camera from a bunch of former Amazon people, Amazon engineers, called the Wise Cam, W-Y-Z-E Cam. Mm -hmm. And they are offering something with somewhat similar functionality for $20. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the one. That's the one right there. (laughs) So how do you think that's going to work compared to this? I I mean, we'll see. The thing is, these are all a commodity. All these cameras now... They all do the same thing. Yeah, like these are. The, it's like it's almost like smartphones where you have to try to f- like build in different features. When you're when you're going for the low pricing, like you're you're all building the same pretty much the same thing. It's a camera that can be accessed over Wi-Fi. Sometimes they have speakers in them. Um, I think I don't know that this is going like this is Amazon. Amazon's way of using getting into your house to do the key service. In yes. my opinion, like that's really the main point of this camera. I don't know that many people because there's so many better cameras out there. For, for almost the same price, like I would, I would much rather buy a Nest camera. So, so how does the Nest, which is from Google, mm-hmm. stack up to this? Because you did a pretty thorough hands-on. And yeah, review of I that. mean, what Nest has is they're they're including a bunch of machine learning into the the feed. So when they they get the camera feed, and then they're they're like process. Then it's not just like, hey, here's a zone where there's a cat. They're like, oh, that is a cat. And we don't need a zone. We just know that's a cat. We know that's a dog. Oh, we know that's a person walking in, but we know that that's Todd. Oh, that that person walking in is not a member of the family. We need to alert somebody that someone's in the house, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. What's What's Todd doing up at three a.m.? Why did he just get home at three right. a.m.? That kind of thing. See, that's where people <laughs> take it to the next logical oh, step. Oh my goodness! See, that's what creeps people out. I mean, that's you're hilarious. talking about machine learning and detection yeah. like that as an advantage, but I, I think there is a real societal issue here in terms of whether people will feel comfortable with 
this intrusion of technology into their homes. It is an intrusion. But it's also a benefit, and you have it to is. weigh those two things. The, the intrusion part is the fact, which is a fact, that now these companies know when you're home and when you're not. And they know when you come and when you go. Now, of and course, they'll start to know your schedule. My security company, you know, my alarm company true. knows that as well. True. But it's not trying to sell me toilet paper. That's true. Right. Right. They're not trying to come into your house when you're not there. Um, but that is a good point. There, See, there are companies that we were willing to give information to right. that we're just so used to giving information that we don't even realize when a new company wants the same information. We're like, why would we give that information away? But you already give it away elsewhere. So that is a good point. Well, my favorite tweet when the Cloud Cam and Amazon Key were announced was Peter Kafka from Recode. He said, you've already let Jeff Bezos put a listening device in your home. Why not just if give him have. the keys to your door? Right, right. Some <laughs> people don't do that either, though. That's why. No. Now, someone asked in the chat, is the Cloud Cam always recording? Is it like on 24-7? Yes. Or it is. 24-7 live stream. 24, oh, 24-7 monitoring. Stay connected to your home, family, and pets, now, and catch motion events as they happen. Now, I don't know if there's an option to turn that. I mean, obviously, you can turn it off, but right. is there an option to set up only certain times of the day? These are the questions I'll be answering as we try it out right, here in the right. GeekWire offices. But, yeah, I mean, this is this is, this is is where the future is going. And so what's interesting, and now I don't know if we're getting too philosophical, but you know, for people like in my age group and probably yours as well, because we're fairly similar in age, I think, there's the chasm of we didn't have this stuff and now we do. And, oh, this is exciting. This is cool um, because we're into tech. We like it. But for our children, when they are our age, this has just been here. It's the reality. There is no life where I never had a smartphone. There is no life where I didn't have a, a camera in my house or the device listening to me at all times. And does that mean that, you know, Apple has been very, very, very adamant about they're the company to go with for privacy because they do not sell your data. They sell you products. Whereas Google is the company that we they're, they're collecting to da you. data. To, yeah, to we are an advertising company. Amazon is obviously collecting data here and they can use that to target ads to you to, right. to on the things you want to buy. They can, if, Hey, since you uh, came home at 3 AM, we might want to get you some aspirin this morning yeah. uh, as promoting that in your Amazon feed. Right. Microsoft makes a similar pitch to Apple in that, you know, they're also not, Sell, trying to sell you stuff. Okay. They're not trying. They're trying to sell you objects. They're not trying to essentially take your data and turn it into That's advertising. Good. So. so the so then the question becomes, which is better? Like obviously, people want more privacy. Yeah. But then people get mad when you know someone who has a smartphone does some sort of terrorist act, and the police want to get into that phone, or the FBI wants to get into that phone, and Apple says we don't have the keys to the right. phone. No one has. Like we make secure devices. But but back to your point. This is the reality for our kids. Yes. What's going to creep them out? Mm, that's and a good where point. will the world go? What's gonna, <laughs> what's gonna, get... You know what's going to creep them out? Going into someone's home that does not have voice control. <laughs> they're going to go into a home and say, Alexa, do, turn the lights on. Why? Yeah. Is it, where are you? And their tears are going to flow. Like, I can't do things with my voice. What is happening? That, I mean, what, what else is there? What else is left besides having eyes and ears in your home and drop in? Don't forget about Amazon's drop-in feature. Hey, right. Amazon, just drop in on grandma. Using one of the Alexa devices. I do want to set that up. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. I want to set that up on my mom's phone. Mm -hmm. So my mom's Alexa device. Yes. All right. Hey, before we end this segment uh, focused on some of these Amazon products, I want to talk about a new product. But it, let's start with this slightly older product. This okay. is the 
the Garmin product um, that uh, we, we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, this is the Garmin Speak. Mm-hmm. I bought it for $150. This is the device initially that brings Alexa into your car. Alexa in the car, which is cool. It is cool. I started to use this thing, but I immediately stopped because it is required to stick to your windshield. Right. With and an then, actual sticker, right? Right, with like a sticker thing, and then you use a magnet to, to yeah, attach it fun. to the thing. That's, and then you've got to run the cord up over I hate that. around the edge of the windshield down into whatever power Where source go? you've got. You yeah. Like, so here's the thing. So I got this. I have not used it because it's just so cumbersome to get in mm-hmm. there. And the problem is if you put it on the dash, yep. like you turn it upside down, it's upside down. It's literally mm. designed to hang okay. hang from your windshield. Has to. So here is what was announced just today. What this is called Muse. the Muse. It's a $50 device. It's from a company called Speak Music, which makes the Melody Personal Music Assistant. This has Alexa in it as well. Okay. The cool thing here is that it can attach to your dashboard. So it can actually look like... Uh, a normal device just sort of stuck to your dashboard from yep. which it can just very easily plug into uh, the power source, your right. cigarette lighter. And also the neat thing for people who have older cars like me, I have a 2007 car. I do have Bluetooth, but it's mostly for communication. It's not for audio. With this thing, you're going to be able to plug it into the aux port okay. to get sound. And the whole idea is and it you can brings Alexa from your phone to it. Yeah, you stream. Okay. You basically you stream from your phone to the Muse, and then the Muse connects into your stereo system. On newer cars, it also does some of the same things that like CarPlay does, yeah. where you can actually see the music that's playing. You can see oh, uh, nice. like the weather from Alexa mm-hmm. on your in, in-car display, which I don't have. That's I've got pretty cool. old school radio. I'm, I, I, I bought two of these with my own money this morning. You bought two? Uh-oh. Yes. I want to get one for my wife, who does not even have Bluetooth in her car. Okay. So I'm thinking that she can just stream from the phone to this device. Your wife does in, not like Alexa. No, she does like Alexa. In fact, she's my motivation for buying these oh, things. She just doesn't like Amazon's looking in your house. Exactly. She's okay. fine with she's fine with okay. the listening. It's just she's not, not the coming in the door. Okay, got it. So at any rate, this is an interesting device. Again, it's called Muse. It's from Speak Music, um, and we so it's available now for fifty it. bucks. It's going to it's available now for fifty bucks. Um, you can also uh, there's a, a slightly discounted version. At least there was as of uh, earlier this morning when I checked on Indiegogo. They're doing an okay. Indiegogo, but they are actually in production. And they're planning to release this, they say, in December. So I'll be able to tell. I ordered it this morning, so I'll be able to tell. I I definitely want to try this out. And I think, for me, for like people with 10-year-old cars, this seems like the right device. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexa in the car. Not bad. Um, And you can ask, you can do all the Alexa stuff, I assume, and it goes through your phone's data service. Exactly. To get that. Okay. So 25,000 skills. Um, Yeah, it seems... If it works as promised, I'm very excited about this one. Yeah, that's cool. We'll see. All right, so that is a quick look at the latest news in Amazon Alexa and home services. We will be right back with a discussion of wireless VR. Wireless VR. Very excited about this coming up on Geared Up on GeekWire. Welcome back. You're listening to Geared Up. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to Geared Up. Just go to geekwire.com slash geared up. And if you want to see the behind the scenes live show, you can either go to facebook.com slash geekwire or Andrew's YouTube channel where he has all his reviews at youtube.com slash gear live. Hey, I want to talk about VR. All right. Before you do, um, you just reminded me. Someone at the iPhone 10 launch um, stopped me and said, hey, are you Andrew Edwards from GeekWire? Oh, Geek- Geared Up? Oh, oh, You're on Geared Up? What? I said, yeah. Whoa. Like, oh, well, I listen. I'm a listener, and I love the show. I was like, hey, th- thanks. That's great. Awesome. And I, I mean, Did you get his name? 
I did not. Oh. Uh, it, was, it was terrible because, you know, it's it's the mania of everybody trying to get their phones and yeah. check out. And, like, I was like, I should have got that guy's name and thanked him, like, by name, but well, I wanted to say thank you. Yeah, shout out to you, anonymous shout fan. Shout out to you. <laughs> um, Linwood Mall Apple Store. But, yeah, if you see me, if you see me out and about, Come say hello. You're, you know, you're a friendly so, you, guy. You got, you got this I- iconic look to you, Andrew. Like, <laughs> yes. you're very recognizable. That's good. That's yes. good. All right. Are you? <laughs> well, the, yes. Are you the only former pro wrestler doing uh, <laughs> technology reviews? There is a current pro wrestler who's also doing them, but not nearly as good. <laughs> as who's this. that? Is that? Um, his name is Stevie Richards. He used to be. A, he used to be a wrestler back in the in the '90s. He still wrestles today part time, but he also does tech reviews. Um, tech videos. Have you guys but, thought about doing kind of a joint show, like you could call we it? We talked like, about it before. Re- wrestling just, with gadgets. <laughs> he's actually he's actually appeared on my YouTube channel, okay. doing video reviews as well. All right, but well, serious I'm digression. The best there. former pro wrestler. You're the tech reviews. The, the, I believe that. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. The best wrestler or the best reviewer? The best. Both. Both. There wow. you go. Could you could you beat? It? Ooh, that's <laughs> what you should do. What should you I do? You should actually have like a wrestling match. With in the middle with this guy. <laughs> All right, let's He'd move on to some me. more serious pursuits. Okay, I want to talk about VR. I had an VR. interesting experience. I took my daughter, who's six years old and was actually too young for the experience. I think to a virtual reality arcade, arcade a facility. So these studio. are places where you go where they have different VR um, systems set up, like different booths, basically. And you rent a booth for a certain amount of time. You can play. All the VR games you want within that amount of time. Exactly. Okay. For an hour, it was like forty-four bucks for two of us. It was okay. pretty spendy. It was kind of a, in in hindsight, she used it the whole time. I just sort of helped her. I should have just paid for one person. You should have paid I, for I, that. I, anyway, if we go back, I'll, I'll learn my lesson. At any rate, one of the things that struck me was, you know, they had this elaborate system because it was a HTC Vive system yep. hooked up to Steam, mm-hmm. obviously the most robust library of games, if yes. I'm not mistaken, and. Like they had to like do the tether up above yep. the thing, and then it went down to her, and it kept getting twisted. But we are starting to enter a new era where a lot of these headsets will be wireless, yep. and we've just seen two efforts. And of course, VR on the phone is already sort of there, yep. right? If you pop your phone in there, that works. But we're seeing two efforts from HTC with the new Vive Focus, which Vive was Focus. just announced this past week, and then Oculus Go. Yes. So somewhere in the range of $200 for each of these devices due out sometime next year. Uh, now, the bummer is the Vive Focus just so far has only been announced for China. They're, they're, oh. Yeah, that, that was what? their initial announcement was for the Chinese market. I think the assumption is that they're going to be bringing it to the U.S. or North America as well, because they just canceled their plans to do a Google Daydream yeah. uh, standalone independent device, uh, wireless device. At any rate, I love to see this because it feels like you need this more lightweight experience that's not tied to your smartphone. And and the thing with or my... really really strong PC. Yes, like that's the other thing. If you want to have a great VR experience at home, like if you want to have an easy. VR experience, you use the smartphone versions where you put the phone inside and walk around like the uh, Samsung Gear VR or the Google Daydream. But that is limited to your smartphone's resolution, um, so it doesn't look as good. Or you can plug an Oculus Rift or an HTC Vive into a very strong um, gaming PC. And the better your graphics card, the better your processor, the better it's going to look. But that's a multi-thousand dollar proposition. It looks fantastic. It's fun. It's great. But it's also expensive. So we're actually going to be talking next week about our holiday gift picks, Andrew's mm-hmm. Andrew's picks for the holiday season. 
Would you put any kind of VR on your list, or do you plan to? If you are a... So this goes back to that question of if you're a hardcore gamer yeah. or not that we talked about with Xbox One X. Because um, the, the thing with VR, and I mean, you can probably back me up on this, is as much as you listen to or watch us talk about VR, until you try it yourself, yeah. it's one of those things where there's just no way we can get across to you the feeling um, especially good VR, the feeling of you put this thing on and at first you're like, oh, this is cool, this is weird. And then, you know, 30 seconds or 60 seconds in, you're like, I'm actually here. I'm actually in this world and I'm almost forgetting that there's a, a world outside of here. It really transports you. And so if you're into like, that is a futuristic experience, in my opinion. That really feels like I'm I'm doing something futuristic and it's fun. If you have the money and you're, you know, if you're into gaming or just want that, you know, cool experience, I would say, yeah, like if you want future tech, that's one of the future techs out there, but it's expensive. I will say if you want to just try this, you know, there's so many smartphone applications to be able to do this. The smartphone Google Cardboard uh, experience that I've had the best luck with is called VR Box. They make a really nice. I don't even know what this is. It's kind of plastic. It's, it's only like 10 bucks, Okay. But it's very easy to slip your phone into it, especially if you have a larger phone like an iPhone mm-hmm. uh, 7 Plus or, or an 8, 8 Plus. Um, right. it, just, just a really uh, solid device. You can get them anywhere, the VR box. Okay. Uh, it's my, and and it's, it's just a good, cheap, uh, well-made device. My thing was we went to that VR arcade. I was really paying attention to how my daughter reacted. First off, I just wanted to make sure she had a good time. Yeah. So she had a good time. The Vive was way too heavy for her head. Mm. It, it fit her head, but by the time she got done, and I probably shouldn't have let her play this long, but she played for a full hour, a variety of games. By the time she got done, she had these like big red marks across <laughs> her cheeks. and, and, and it, that, The heaviness. Yeah, exactly. But also, I noticed just in her general demeanor after that hour, she was a little out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, she she had clearly, it was like being immersed in a movie for four hours. That, that was right. kind of like the reaction that I was getting from her. That's, I mean, I think that's a phenomenon. Like that is, because as, as I mentioned, like your brain, because your ears are hearing it, your eyes are seeing it, and as you naturally move your body, your body's experiencing it. So for all intents and purposes, your brain thinks that you're there. Like where, wherever you are, whether you're on Mars or you're in the middle of fighting, you know, zombies or whatever it is, it's very realistic. And... You know, I don't know if the age has a, makes a difference, but I do remember like with the Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo right. would say like if you have a child, I think it was under seven years old, turn off the 3D, and they're they're just playing in the real world. But there's something, I don't know what it is about the younger mind or eyes or what it is, but you know, even Nintendo was cautious right out of the box saying if you have a child under seven don't have them play in 3D mode. Right. And I wonder if that's related. I think I, I was probably not the greatest parent. That, well, that I mean, it's one time. I mean, she, she had fun. Yeah, but, that's it. That's it. But, she had a good time. So, all right. So that is a couple thoughts on on VR. I will say the first time I ever experienced VR was probably three years ago. Now it was an early Oculus Rift. Okay. It was at a developer's office, actually in his apartment. Uh, sort of an indie developer that I met, and he had hooked up a backpack computer system. So it wow. was it was it was very early. It was untethered. And it was a sort of Star Wars clone game that he had done in his thing. And it had you standing up on a pedestal while these things came at you and you you um, you blocked them with your, you know, faux lightsaber. I got to tell you, like, 
standing there and looking over the edge of that precipice, I mean, to your point, it feels real. Yeah. If, yeah. And like my body was telling me, do not step forward. Right, right. You start sweating. Like you feel like you're there. I remember playing this game. There was a bow and arrow game where you'd have to yeah. pull the bow. And it was just funny how you lit- you're literally just doing this, but in the game, you see the bow and arrow. So you're actually like pulling with your muscles. So like I was like, wow, my arm is tired. And I was like, why is my arm tired? Like why am I actually pulling with all my might when it's just air? Yeah. Like it's just, it, it plays with your mind. So. That is that is the future. I mean, there's the there's the VR and there's also the AR, and yep. I wonder how those will converge. Absolutely, augmented reality is going to be cool. Hololens is a very good experience too. Yes. All right, we are going to run. Thank you very much for tuning in to Geared Up, everybody. Tune in next week when Andrew presents his 2017 holiday gift picks. Yes, the things that you need to add to your list, or the things that you need to buy the people in your life if they love tech. And I'm going to sort of throw in a couple of mine, too. Please do. Okay. Please do. All right. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gear live and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.